Hello, and welcome to the Fan Fiction Book Club podcast, a weekly podcast that explores the good, the bad, and the cringy of fan fiction, hosted by me, Poppy, and my lovely co-host, SG, Hey, Holly, Hi, and T-Stan. Oh. Every month, we scour the internet to bring you four different fan fictions, and our theme this month is Star Wars. Check out our website at fanfictionbookclub.com or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at fanfictionados for the full lineup of stories for the month and to connect with us on the web. So, uh, the fan fiction that I chose, my choice, was To Make or Break by Rillian? Relian? Not sure. I think it's Relian. Um, Relian. Um, and it is on fanfiction.net. Um, it is a uh, Hunger Games AU of Star Wars. So I'll read the summary. Uh, Hunger Games AU. Three years after the fall of the Republic, the Rebel Alliance started an uprising. In retribution, Emperor, Emperor Palpatine established the Galactic Games, an event where 50 tributes would fight to the death and only one of them surviving to claim the title of victor. This year marks the 14th Galactic Games. Luke Skywalker and Leia Organa both intend to win. So this uh, is two chapters. It's got just under 25,000 words. Um, and it was published on July 13th of 2020. Um, so this uh, was very interesting uh, fan fiction. Um, it begins with the day of the reaping. For those of you who are familiar with the Hunger Games, um, you know what the reaping is. Um, so it's the day of the reaping, uh, and each, like, planet has their own reaping, um, which is why I guess they upped the tributes to 50. So there's 25 planets, and they have a boy and a girl from each planet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Um, That's how math works, I think. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So, uh, Luke has, this is Luke and Leia's, like, last year, um, and Luke, it starts in Luke's perspective, and it, Luke is nervous, and he's like, I've got a really bad feeling about this. Um, And then it's, uh, Luke gets chosen uh, as the boy uh, tribute of his um planet tattooing and then it cuts to leia who has just been chosen as the girl tribute of alderaan her planet um and then it's just it kind of it just like cuts back and forth between luke and leia's perspective and han solo is luke's uh mentor yeah so it just goes through so chapter one is like the preparation for the game so like the interview and the the, yeah, the reaping, the interviews, the getting to the capital, which I don't remember what planet the capital is supposed to be. Uh, and then Lando is Leia's stylist. Leia's, um, like, mentor is a drunk, and I don't even, there I don't even remember what that person's name was, because they are barely mentioned in the story. But Lando's her stylist. Um... Lando is like the Cinna. Um, and then Han is like Hamish. Um, Han won the first games and now is the mentor. 
so um yeah it just goes back and forth and then darth vader um cuts to darth vader and during the little like uh parade i guess of tributes um they announced that the tribute from Tatooine is Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader freaks out. He's like, wait a second, my son, that's my son, huh? That's okay. He's supposed to be dead. And then he's like, I'm going to kill Emperor Palpatine. And he doesn't, uh, but he's like, I'm gonna though, eventually just you wait. And, um, <laughs> uh, and then uh, he's like, I'm going to make sure that Luke wins the games, no matter what. So uh, Darth Vader is like the sponsor of Luke in the games. And Han Solo's like, Are you, really? Like, he's going to get, like, give Han, like, all of this money for Luke to win the games. And so, um, so, so like, Luke and Leia are both kind of Katniss in this, like, like later on, Luke kind of becomes Peta, but at the beginning, they're both kind of like Katniss, pretty much. Um, and so, in the training for the games, like Leia shoots a ball um, above the um, the game maker's head, and then she's forbidden from being able to use the blasters. And, like, this whole time, there's, like, this underplot where the Emperor, like, set up Leia to be in the games because Leia's, like, the princess. And so they want to make an example out of her to kill her. So it's, like, she was, it was rigged so that she would get chosen. Um, so everyone's against her. And then they go, chapter two, they go into the games. And, um, uh, Luke and, uh, yeah, Luke and Leia both run away from the cornucopia, um, where everyone's battling for the supplies and stuff. And Leia, like, climbs up into a tree and hides, and then Luke finds, like, a cave to go into, and he makes an alliance with this other guy, um, oh god, what was his name? Hobby. Or Hobie. Hobie or Hobie? I think it's Hobie. Um, Hobie will be short. Vowel. Yeah. Um, so he finds this other tribute named Hobby, and they form a little alliance. Um, but then they eventually get, like, thrown out of this cave that they're in, and they get injured, and then Hobby dies. Um, meanwhile, Leia is, like, trying to fight for her life, and she kills a couple people. Um, and she's, like, horrified with herself. Um, and then uh, Leia gets, like, trapped in this net by another tribute. And the girl's like, well, I'm gonna kill you now. Like, I'll let you say your goodbyes real quick, but I'll, I'm gonna kill you. And Luke stumbles upon this, and he kills the person that's got her trapped. And then they're like, well let's form an alliance okay cool and so they form an alliance they can't bring themselves to kill each other for whatever reason they haven't talked all that much but they're like i can't kill you um and then they eventually decide to take out the other remaining tributes they're like four left um 
and eventually they do they like have explosives and stuff and they're like throwing explosives at at the other people other tributes and then it's just the two of them left and they're like oh crap i can't kill you and luke's like i can't kill you and leia's like i can't kill you either great so then they luke has like modified the blasters that they have and set them to stun and he's like all right fine we're just gonna uh kill ourselves have have that be done and they're like okay so they're about to kill themselves and then darth vader's like whoa stop don't do that you guys are both the winners yay um but he made it uh sound like it was the game maker who said that um and then yeah then it kind of it plays out kind of like the hunger games where they are now both the victors and but they luke has kind of started an uprising because of that stunt um and the game maker dies and uh it ends with darth vader being like i'm gonna get my son back but um yep and that's this fic (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's this fic (laughs) and for people who don't know anything about the hunger games the idea essentially is that the empire and even in the hunger games whatever they called their empire um what did they call their empire in the hunger games i know the capital the capital so the capital to control different districts and the empires doing this to control certain planets they force each of the districts to offer up a tribute one male and one female. I don't know if it's every year or every... I think it's every year, right? Every year, yeah. Yeah, every year they have to offer up a tribute from their district, in this case in Star Wars, from each of the planets that apparently helped the Jedi during the Rebellion or something yeah, like that in their first Rebellion. So this is like a punishment in a way that the Empire um, controls these planets. And so... What happens is each uh, planet has two tributes, a male and a female, and they take them to whatever the capital of the Empire is, and they make them fight each other to the death until there's one person left. And so that's that's what happens in Hunger Games, and that's like the Hunger games aspect being brought into Star, into the Star Wars universe, which I think was a pretty cool transition. I think that 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 idea of trying to control these planets by doing that and keeping them from revolting, I mean, I think that was a pretty good way of inserting the Hunger Games uh, strategy that the capital had mm-hmm. into this world. So I could believe it as an AU for the um, Star Wars universe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was reading the tags, and this is Final Fantasy X crossover. What? What? <laughs> oh, wait. Are you looking at the right thing? I clicked a weird button, and it went up to a different story by okay. Steve Wars. Never mind. Okay. I was like, I know it does no not. I was like, I don't know where that Final Fantasy in this. <laughs> Ignore me. <laughs> Like how? Um, I 
enjoyed this story. Uh, it was pretty easy to read, and, like, I could see this, like, in a weird way, I could see this happening. Like, even though it was a, it's like a crossover of two things that would never be crossed over, like, mm-hmm, I, could yeah. just, I could see it happening in, like, yeah. Yeah, I okay. mean, I could see Palpatine doing making yeah, the planets do it, this. It fit know? really well into the the Star Wars universe. I think yeah. that my only qualm with the story was that for it being so short, I feel like they spent a lot of time on the prep in like post actual Hunger Games events. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I kind of wish there was more. I don't, I don't know if even, like, more afterwards, but more just, like, what was going on during the games. And maybe, like, a callback to Palpatine trying to get rid of Leia. Like, I don't know if, like, the Game Master was, like, doing things to specifically target her or something to kind of reinforce that conspiracy that she was yeah. specifically yeah. chosen but it didn't feel like they did anything specifically to her. Yeah, they didn't really. Yeah, which I guess is nice. I mean, that works out nice for her. But it's like, why yeah. would you go through the trouble of rigging her being in the games to quote unquote get rid of her? And then you don't make an extra effort to get rid of her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's that's like my only two things that... um I think could have been like expanded on that would have added more to the B plot in the political intrigue in the story. My issue with the story, cause I kind of got bored, but mainly because I kind of knew what was going to happen. They made it to hunger games and it, the hunger games has, you know, it's books. And I just felt like they're just going too close. They definitely followed the story really closely. Yeah, yeah, so I got bored. Like, nothing was really new. Like, yes, I know what's going to happen. They're going to fight. They're not going to die. Like, I can yeah. see the direction where things are going. So I kind of got bored. And but Ollie, they don't fall bit. in love. They're siblings. Well, yes. Yeah, that's, that's like... Yeah, <laughs> Thank God, I was so worried. Oh, my God, yeah. no. Yeah, it was The Hunger Games, but with Star Wars characters. Yeah. Like, and also, like, the Empire and, like, like that was like a thing in the back like and like politics was like kind of a thing in the background which i guess it is also in the hunger games so what do you think tristan you haven't said anything i'm sorry well i just basically would just be agreeing with everything that's already been said um i just wish that they'd added a little bit more at the end what would you have wanted to see just like an extension maybe more character between the twins um, I just, I think, I think you're right. The, the pre, the preparation stage is a little too long. I don't even think they really needed any of it. I think they could have like maybe had a paragraph they trained or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then just gone I like, I straight into the fight. Because, uh, at the end, Palpatine hints at consequences and the difficulties of preparing Luke yeah, you know, for the dark side, and I would have loved to have seen any of that. Yeah, this was this was like it was setting up for a sequel. Yes, yeah, I think yeah, the writer was. was definitely setting up to write another piece, I and it doesn't if, look like they wrote it. I checked oh, their, their thing, not yet at least. You know, yeah, maybe this one was, day. Yeah, this was only posted in twenty twenty. 
so. Hmm. Yeah. Because I think to make or break. This is their first Hunger Games AU. Their other stuff. Oh, they have Code Geass fan fiction. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and then they have Percy Jackson, Charmed, Atlantis. Charmed? People write fanfic about Charmed? Yeah, of course. Well, she, they did in 2013. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, this was only July. So we'll mm-hmm. see if it is, gets continued. Um, yeah. It's been a hot minute since July. It's only been like yeah, six months. Some of these things take years to come out. Nah. Yeah. So what do you guys think of the characters? Meh. <laughs> <laughs> They're like... I mean, it was... It was Star Wars in Hunger Games. Yeah, that's why that's why I kind of wish that like in the um when they were in the Hunger Games, I kind of wish there was more moments in there of them doing things so we could kind of see what their character was. Yeah. Um I think the author was really depending on us just importing their character traits from the movie series to kind of fill yeah. in those gaps, which there isn't a problem with because that's that's kind of one of the nice things about fan fiction is you don't have to do as much explaining, but there can still be moments where their character shines. I feel yeah. like um, Han Solo was the strongest character. <laughs> yeah, he had the this. most like actual development. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he yeah. had the most development and the most like sense of a personality outside of just I'm a good person. So yeah, I mean yeah, I feel like both Luke and Leia, they both just they they were just lacking in a personality. Like I just didn't. They just were, they just felt boring to me. Yeah, and <laughs> very it, it one didn't, dimensional, and it didn't feel like the fear. And I I kind of felt this way about the Hunger Games books too. The first um set, the fear of the fact that you are most likely going to die the minute you walk into these games. Mm-hmm. I I didn't really feel it. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of the the downside of taking two really well known, you know, fandoms, you know, Hunger Games and Star Wars, because you know they're not gonna die. Yeah, yeah you know they're there's not gonna no, die. There's no stakes because you know the story ends for how the story ends for both of them. Yeah, if you're familiar with the stories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so with um with Darth Vader, he knows who his son is because his last name's Skywalker. Or yeah. okay. was he supposed to be in hiding? Yeah. Like yes. why didn't he change his name? That's a great question. Yeah, why didn't they change his name? So is that like the only reason that Darth Vader Pretty knew much, that yeah. was his son? Yep, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> It's really dumb. Like, why would he go into hiding and then not change his would name? Would not change his like. Come on. Because Darth Vader would never step foot on the hellscape that is Tatooine. Sure, but change his last name. Like, <laughs> it seemed like his parents weren't that worried for him, or or his aunt and uncle. Yeah, yeah, weren't that worried for him, considering because they know that he's in hiding, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, you make a good point. It it did the story touched a lot on Leia's adoptive parents worrying about her. Yeah. You know, Alderon worrying about her. Nothing. Nothing about Aunt and Uncle. 
Yeah, because they're like... Tatooine. Because Uncle Owen's like, it's time to go. It's like, are we worried at all about the fact that this kid got called who's supposed to be in hiding from this the number two to the emperor? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like... I mean, there, there were... I think it was a good story. I think oh, there was just like some just some little continuity things. But I mean I, I liked how they introduced the characters. Um Yeah, the writing was good. The the characters were fine. It just little nitpicks. Yeah. yeah. Just little nitpicky things. About the fact that we know how Hunger Games ends. Yeah. yeah. I really wish yeah, that they would have like thrown some sort of curveball in there. Or like, I was thinking as I was reading it, like, oh my gosh, the Hunger Games are going to start. There's already a resistance building, and they're going to like crash the Hunger Games, mm-hmm. and Samuel Jackson's going to pop in and be like, "Let me take you kids out of here," <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. Like I was waiting for some sort of curveball to hit. And just to like preface, I I read the Hunger Games books, but I was never like a big fan of it mainly because like when the series came out like there was a bunch of other books with the same concept of like kids fighting each other and then there's like a resistance and blah 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 so it was just it's not my it wasn't it wasn't my favorite because that was like so there was a hunger games and there was the maze runners and then like divergent and the divergent series yeah i like the divergent series a little bit better than the hunger games I Me like too. the Hunger Games better than Divergent. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, the Divergent, like, piggybacked off of the Hunger Games. Oh, it totally did. <laughs> but I like the idea of you're forced into different personalities and what happens mm-hmm. to people who don't fall no, into No, I mean, I liked Divergent. Um, oh, I guess I didn't go past. I think I read the first two. Uh, yeah. I the, didn't it, keep going. It went off the rails. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, because I know they developed some sort of resistance thing. But yeah, Yeah. that was definitely a popular theme back then. The dystopian future. Yeah. Rebellion. Just became repetitive. Yeah. For me, at least. Yeah. And that's when I retreated into my Jane Austen (laughs) and Regency literature (laughs) or something different. Yeah, but I did appreciate, you know, the writing in this in this story because they went to pretty nice detail like discussing clothes and like climate and just like little descriptions and minor details which i guess helped create a more like visceral setting or image imagery yeah what was going on yeah definitely i i think this story was um the story was like a really nice entry point to exploring parts of the Star Wars universe without necessarily knowing anything about Star Wars. Yeah. Which I which I appreciated because I don't know anything about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what did you guys think about the writing? I, th- I thought it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I um I think it was easy to follow I think the way they did their dialogue was fine. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I don't have any issues with it. 
Yeah, I thought it was it was pretty good, pretty straightforward. Yeah, mm-hmm. just easy to read. Not too much description. Um, not too much like tell. Well, I th- I think when they were in the Hunger Games, I think there was a little more telling than doing than I would have liked. But mm. I get it. They have to keep it short. If they have yeah. too many like specific scenes that they're fully fleshing out then it gets too long and then it wouldn't be on this podcast (laughs) (laughs) like nitpicking i didn't like that it was two chapters and there's like they they could have divided up those chapters into like into a smaller chapter you know what i mean like it was two chapters but they're both really long chapters that they could have broken up Mm -hmm. a little bit and create some like and then this happened yeah i guess they could have broken it up differently and i wonder if they broke it up differently if that would have helped them to realize that the first section of it had a little more going on with it than it yeah. needed to yeah like there, the there was first a chapter lot was of slow up. yeah and then really the second slow. chapter like things just kind of sped up yeah and i was reading on like my phone and i really like the the fan fiction um mobile app because it like reads really well you can just swipe for the next chapter Uh uh-huh but it was also just really a lot of scrolling (laughs) yeah yeah and see that's why i like when you hit like entire work on archive is that you just get one one long thing yeah yeah and they break it up i like archive because i can download a mobi file that my phone reads to me (laughs) (laughs) that's nice it's a very nice feature lazy yeah, I just read all of my fan fiction. I don't let. Oh my read it gosh! <laughs> join the twenty. Join twenty twenty one, Poppy. We get mm-hmm. our fanfic read to us these days. I feel like this is silly to ask, but how well did they stick to the fandom? I mean, they didn't. Like they stuck it's well to the Hunger Games fandom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they completely destroyed any characterization. <laughs> Naruto. Naruto. <laughs> that was a disaster. That was a disaster. <laughs> Poppy, we finally have a story that trumps your story. Yes. yes. <laughs> I've been dethroned. Now, the, the, dethroned. The, the dirty dirt- Cinderella socks are the second worst story we've read. <laughs> <laughs> Well, going back to all the Star Wars stories that we have read, SG, yeah, <laughs> I wanted to see if any of this has sparked any feeling to watch Star Wars or read Star Wars no. or play the games. In no way. No way. <laughs> yeah. It hasn't piqued yeah. <laughs> my, hasn't piqued my interest. Like, the only reason that I have consumed any amount of Star Wars content is because we read it we had to like look into it a little bit for the podcast so i knew some basic stuff but other than that i have a youtuber that i watch jesse cox and he's like crazy about star wars so i've like absorbed some knowledge from him Mm -hmm. but i've i don't know for just whatever reason that series never i never got into it and this hasn't made me yeah i kind of I kind of feel like if you're exposed to Star Wars at a younger age and was like introduced to it, and then as the years goes on, you you know movies come out, blah blah blah. You look forward to it, but like I'm not, I'm just not a fan of space. Like, oh, that's like, odd. 
hot take. <laughs> I'm not I, a I fan mean, of like, space. I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I just don't no, like... No, I like... I, I totally understand. I mean, I'm... I'm a fan of all things sci-fi and fantasy. Yeah. Um, but I like more, like, whimsical sci-fi than um, this, like, super... Well, the super serious stuff is interesting, too. But right. um, I think because I like more whimsical sci-fi, I was able to get into um, Star Trek more than mm. I was Star Wars. Because Star Wars is a little more serious Mm-hmm. And Star Trek for me, it was just, it's so ridiculous that I'm just entertained by yeah. it. Um, mm. But I i totally understand the, like, not connecting with space. Yeah. For it's me, like the outfits and, like, you know, the setting of them being in, like, a, like a metal ship. Yeah. Thing. But, I mean, it, it can be cool if the characters are interesting and the yeah. plot is interesting. I just, yeah, for whatever reason, like nothing. And this is like no nothing against Star Wars because I it's a perfectly fine <laughs> series and all of that. Yes. Sounds I like you have something about I don't. <laughs> I don't dislike Star Wars. There's just nothing about that series has like drawn me, yeah, into it. Just me I mean, personally. That's, that's fair. Fangirl that's entirely thing. fair. Yeah. Not everything is made for everybody. Yeah, not everything is made for everybody. And you and me, Ollie, it just it wasn't made, made for us. us. You, know. <laughs> you know, having grown up with it, if I hadn't watched it at such had hadn't watched the original trilogy at such a mm-hmm. young age, probably wouldn't be my thing either. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, just I am a casual fan because I watched. There you go. I watched. Yeah. I st- I started watching it at like in my twenties, so um, I did not grow up with Star Wars in any way. But I I do I enjoy the movies, and that is that's as deep as I go. <laughs> <laughs> See, I I wish I could even like get through the movies, but for some reason, they make me feel the way the Lord of the Rings movies feel. Like it's, they just go on for too long and not enough is Thank happening. You. We're gonna cure you of that one day. I also have never watched Lord of the Rings. I mean, I've watched the first. I've, movie I've half tried of to it. watch Lord of the Rings. Oh. I haven't seen any of the Hobbits. <laughs> I read the book, The Hobbit, and it's a great book. But um... I, I've I've watched the Hobbits movies because uh, my friends wanted to go see it, so I went with them. And oh my god, I almost fell asleep with all of them. I have not watched any Lord of the Rings movies because I keep falling asleep. Yes, like, I know it's just it just makes me so tired. I just can't. I feel like I could me. read it, but I would never be able to watch it. This hurts me so much. I don't. I know. I'm, I'm so sorry, T. Sam. I'm so sorry. If if we watch it, it's gonna have to be like in the morning when yeah, there's I'm... no like I have to have just woken up. Yeah, and I'm eating breakfast have an intermission. to like watch I, it. I want to be able to give it another chance. Yeah, maybe we'll do a my solely mom, for Legolas. My mom loves Lord of the Rings. Really? Yeah. Oh, like, I didn't know she I, liked awesome. it that much. Yeah, and she it was so funny. She said to me, I think it was over Thanksgiving. She was like, "I'm secretly a nerd boy in disguise." <laughs> <laughs> I love your well, mom so much. She is your mom, and you're a big nerd, Poppy. Yeah, yeah. you got it from somewhere. Yeah. So, just for context for my comment, I have seen all the extended editions, 
I have read The Hobbit, read the Lord of the Rings books, and I went to every midnight premiere of The Hobbit movies. Oh boy. Wow, that sounds oh, like man. Poppy oh. and her Harry Potter addiction. Yeah, that that's me. And I've seen <laughs> I've seen all the midnight showings of Harry Potter from uh Goblet of Fire on. So yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm groaning, is because this is painful to listen to. Yeah. No, I get it. No, I mean like it it sounds like it'd be really cool. I think it's the director's Blending. fault. I think the director needed to put blasphemy. Like, like a dance sequence or something in there to sound <laughs> hip hop music. Okay, okay. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, in the Lord of the Rings books, there's a chapter, and I think it's 17 pages, solely devoted to trees, like the scientific words for oh, the trees no. that they're walking by. Oh, oh no. So the Lord of the Rings, because so, I've only read The Hobbit, is Lord of the Rings written from a third like an omniscient third person uh yes okay uh, it's been a while so they can kind of so they can kind of like jump around and yeah just explain the history of things yeah it's a very dry series as much as i love it, <laughs> it there's a, a um there is a book series that i read forever ago and i love it to death it's called what is it called? Oh, so they're called The Books of Pelennor by Alison Crogan. And I think they're like kind of along the lines of Lord of the Rings, but it's about bards that have powers. They like sing and they have like this ancient history and the way that the... Uh, that is so cool. <laughs> it is so cool. Tr- Tristan, I don't know how you haven't heard of it, but uh, it's my favorite oh my fantasy God. series ever. There's four books. I, I, th- I can't remember if there's three or four. Um... But I'll I'll send you a link to it and put it in the description. But this is like my favorite fantasy series ever. Um, and um it it goes through a lot of stuff and it kind of reminds me of Lord of the Rings in a lot of ways, even though I've never read Lord of the Rings. I just know like what I fell asleep to in the movies. But it's pretty epic and the lead character is a woman. Which is great. Well, well the, the Amazon blurb, the first thing it, it is, is a, a quote from Tamora Pierce. I love did, Tamora Pierce. I yeah, don't she's remember great. what it's called, but she did a bunch of those good Yeah, she's books. written some good fantasy books. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. called, it's, the quote is, an epic fantasy in the token tradition with a strong girl hero. Yeah, yeah, pretty much what it is. That's absolutely fair. That uh, looks like it's going to be so good. It's so good. I I actually found it when we were in high school. You know that dinky little library they made next to the drama room? Oh my god. That you had to like ask for a key to get into. <laughs> yes. I I found it out there. I was just looking and I saw it and I'm like, this is so epic. And then I found the other books at the library because we only had the first one in that See, dinky that's little wild. library. Because all I read out of that library was the, the manga of Death Note. They which... had the Death Note manga in there? Yes, they did. They had every single volume. Oh my goodness. Why didn't I find that? <laughs> but anyway, oh. guys, we're, you can tell how much T-Stan and I are into fantasy novels. <laughs> <laughs> we're huge fantasy nerds. Just inject it right into my veins. 20 hours later. <laughs> and yeah. Take it and blend it and inject it. <laughs> um, let's read some comments, yeah? Yeah, let's yeah. read some comments. Just as a recap, we read a Star Wars 
hungry <laughs> crossover <laughs> fan thing. In case anyone forgot and thought this was a fantasy review podcast. <laughs> um, let's see. So we got a couple that just say, this is really good. Where is the sequel? Um, let's see. Radical Dreamer 57 said, I was never really a fan of Hunger Games, but the concept gels surprisingly well with Star Wars. Will this have a sequel? This works well enough on its on its own if this if that's all there is. I do think though that if the Emperor was with the Empire was doing blood tests on them, that they'd notice that Luke and Leia are twins. Especially after after the two of them tried to pretend to be. I That was my other question. Yeah, I suppose neither Vader nor or Palpatine were looking for any sort of genetic match, and they're hiding in plain sight. But and all, but it's just crazy things to fly under the radar. <laughs> Nessa Rose fangirl, which is funny. Um, Nessa Rose is the Wicked Witch of the East in Wicked. Um, uh, Nessa Rose fangirl said, "I love the Hunger Games, and I love Star Wars, and I love this." Indeed, Vader to learn about Leia too. I need Luke and Leia to learn about each other. I just need them all to know. I cannot wait to see what you do next. Okay. Yeah, everyone's just like, oh my god, they're related. Someone tell them. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, um, and then Star Wars Girl 22 said, in all caps, did you just combine my two favorite fandoms and make a good fan fiction out of it? Yes, you did. <laughs> Please update soon. This is the second best thing that has happened today. The first being Disney announcing that they're making a ba- ba- a Bad Batch animated TV show. I don't know mm-hmm. that fandom. Um, also, I would really like it if you added a few Legends characters too, though it's just a recommendation. What's a Legend character? Like League of Legends? I don't think so. <laughs> Wouldn't that be crazy? League of Legends, Star Wars, in a Hunger Games situation crossover. <laughs> make it happen, SG. Make it happen. I, yeah, I already have a guys. list of hypothetical fanfics I'm supposed to write for the show. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, so I don't know what that meant, but that was the last Just comment. So you know. <laughs> Bad Batch is an episode of, or is part of the Clone Wars. So it's Disney making more, <sighs> more Star Wars. Got it. Oh. Okay. Um, All right. So that last sentence of that review, by the way, the few Legends characters, that's extended universe stuff. Oh, for the true fans. Mm. That would explain the Star Wars Girl 22. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, does anyone have any other things that they want to talk about about this fan fiction? (sighs) I don't know. It was good. I mean, yeah. what's Transparasteel? Ow. What? What? In the beginning of the story, this, this is my one note that was never resolved. <laughs> what is Transparasteel? In the beginning okay, of the story, they were like pulling names out of a bowl or whatever, and the bowl was made of Transparasteel. So I'm assuming it's just Transparent Steel. Uh, yeah, I guess it's like plastic. Instead of glass, but is that like a real thing? Oh. In, this, in the Star Wars Extended Universe? According to Wikipedia. Okay. <laughs> it's a hardy and transparent material primarily used to make windows. In Star Wars? And that's what they make Darth Vader's helmet, his eye sockets uh, out of. 
That is oddly specific. <laughs> All right. It appears in every Star Wars. Where it's named, who knows? So huh. Transparaseal is like the vibranium of yeah. the Star Wars universe? Yeah, but huh. less acknowledged. Okay. <laughs> oh, it, it appears in Star Wars The Force Awakens, the visual dictionary. Ah. Darn, I never bought that one. No. Well, great. Um. <laughs> so it's a thing. It's just an. It's it's a thing. Yeah. Kudos. They did their research, or or. They're a, they're a fan. They're a super yeah. fan. Yep. That's good. All right. Cool. What do you guys rate this this fan fiction? Out of uh, five lightsabers. Ooh, that's a toughie. I know. I th- I think I would give it a three out of five because i like i i liked it and i like how those two um fandoms blended together um Mm -hmm. i just think it was a bit too predictable yeah Yeah. i i get this uh 3.5 um lightsabers um i enjoyed it um i did absolutely know exactly what was gonna happen but i still thought that it was a um uh, a good story. Yeah, I, I'm gonna give it a three. Three out of five lightsabers. For pretty much the exact same reason. You know, I kind of figured I knew it was gonna happen. Um, But it was well written. It was decently paced. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with predictability. No, there's, there's nothing wrong with... So middle yeah. of the road. Good job. Yeah. Middle of the road, <laughs> you did good. A three is a very good score. <laughs> For us, especially. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess I'm picking, piggybacking on everyone else's um, score, but I would say about three, a solid three. Um, mainly for the good marks, it was well written. And I feel like I say this on every episode, but like, as long as there's not a lot of grammatical errors, like the story in my books goes way up. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was well written. I thought it was really slow in the, in the first chapter, things kind of spit up in the second chapter, but again, it was predictable and it was going to happen. It was a little boring to me. A three lightsaber. Fabulous. Threes and aboves. What more can you ask for? Yeah. And now this is our last, uh, Star Wars, uh, pick for the month. Who yeah. Who won? Who won this month? Oh, what was who, lost? <laughs> yeah, who, who lost? Who lost? <laughs> Obviously not Ollie. <laughs> yeah, you know, she's not in the running. No. Okay, Ollie, Ollie lost. So uh, out of the three of us, uh, what was your favorite story of the month? I feel like a total narcissist saying this, but I liked my story the best. Okay. I thought it was entertaining and silly and yeah, like HMOs are a pain to deal with. So yeah. I feel his pain. And I think it's cool that the author weaved that into a Star Wars fanfic. <laughs> it's a very unique idea. I liked uh, T-Stands the best. Oh, Yeah, it was cute. It was a cute little story. Success. <laughs> See, I'm going to break the mold and hopefully we don't get a tie because I liked SG's best. Oh, snap. Oh. Having, having come back to it at the time, 
I'll be honest, when I was reading it the first time, I was like, this is awful. I'm so <laughs> bored. But it had some good humor in it, and it was well-written. And All right. health insurance is garbage. It is. Ollie? I have to agree. I like SG's pick, mainly because that like whole call center thing in the first <laughs> chapter just like had me literally LOL, laughing out loud. So with that, with that being said well I, done awesome. woohoo yeah. SG wins yeah. Star Wars I got winner one. DNR well you, you have two actually two. do I have two points yeah oh, you got okay. Cinderella and Star Wars Ollie doesn't have any <laughs> oh no <laughs> well that's what she gets for picking for Wattpad <laughs> yeah it created oh, a great episode a good it was story it'll be very inter- it was very it'll entertaining it'll be a very entertaining episode <laughs> have to start pre-reading these i'm begging you please (laughs) no i didn't pre-read mine either and i think that makes it a better episode (laughs) i pre-read mine thank you i just want to make sure Uh, it would be interesting yeah um now we have to pick for next month yes we do who um does someone want to get up a uh Yes, I will. I know, uh, you I know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Random number <laughs> have, generators. We have yeah. 30. So, 30? yeah, so we have 30 different options, guys. And so what we do Ooh. at the end of the month, for the next month, we have a random number generator and a corresponding list of 1 through 30 with random pop culture topics and fandoms and all of that. And... <laughs> I'm terrified. I'm actually nervous. And just should we should we give the people a teaser? A teaser. Okay. What it could possibly be? I already I already know what it is. Oh, well, don't tell everybody. Things could be on our list are Fast and the Furious, The Legend of Zelda, FIFA, and soccer sports. Little (laughs) women, (laughs) just all kinds of stuff. Criminal Minds. Hoping we get that one soon. So Poppy. Tell us what we're going to be reading next month for March. We got number 28, Phantom of the Opera. Oh, no. (laughs) 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 Thank you for listening to the Fan Fiction Book Club. Our pick this week was To Make or Break by Really Ann. You can find this story and more of the author's work on fanfiction.net. song is Spunkarama by Kevin McLeod. You can find more of Kevin's music on incompetent.filmmusic.io slash artist slash Kevin dash The works discussed on the fan fiction book club are not our own. All characters mentioned